Welcome on to another episode of Bleed Hockey Podcast. It's been at least a week. Uh, I want to say it's probably, if you want to be technical, as of recording, probably nine days uh, removed from the last episode. And I'm just going to set the stage here right out of the gate. This will probably be the last episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast for a little while. Not because of anything in the background for me, not because of my job interfering with it or this interfering with my job, um, as the whole coronavirus crap kind of screwed with a lot of people's schedules. Now, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining whatsoever. However, uh, at least in that aspect, I am complaining about the fact that not only did it take away my hockey, take away my baseball, take away my going around to places and other first world problems that I'd be complaining about, even though there's a lot of serious things going on and that's bigger than all those things I'd be complaining about. But I digress. Um, and I don't want to make these episodes, even though it does seem like I'm really pulling teeth to try to get at least enough content to warrant an episode, but uh, that's why I'm just going to say the declaration right now, until we hear back official from the NHL's mouth themselves when and if they're coming back, as well as the plan for the return. Until that time comes, it could happen tomorrow. And guess what will happen if it happens tomorrow? There will be an emergency episode tomorrow. Now, if it happens, I will not be in the studio. So audio, I will record it. If, if it comes to the, the point where I have to uh, record it with my phone and upload it and edit it with our, our, our uh, podcast sponsor, Anchor, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, no free ads. Um, <laughs> Even though I, I, yeah, no free ads. But um, if it comes to that, yeah, bet bet your ass. There'll be an emergency episode. But until then, uh, just consider this the last one for a while. I'm not going to clickbait y'all into a title being like, so long for now. Because that's been done and backwards forwards whatever i'm pretty sure on the youtube side of things um before the, the podcast even really became a thing um or even a thought at that point um i'm pretty sure i did do that but regardless that was that was another time all right that was new mexican me all right i i don't want to remember any anything about down there because that was whew. anyway Getting some news. Uh, last news for a while. First off, Carolina Hurricanes sign uh, David and Jason Cotton uh, to ELCs. Uh, David uh, Cotton was the Hurricanes' sixth round pick in the 2015 draft. Woof. Uh, a long while ago. Uh, 169th overall. Uh, and he signed a two-year deal Uh all right, cool. And he uh, capped uh, the Boston College team. So uh, 
on him. And uh, Jason Cotton uh, was not drafted, uh, signs a one-year deal with the Canes, and uh, he uh, captained uh, Sacred Heart University this past season, and he's a Hope E. Baker finalist. So uh, some uh, Hope E. Baker finalists right there. So uh, good on the Canes. Uh, L.A. Kings signed uh, forward Tyler Madden to a three-year entry-level contract. Uh, and Madden was acquired um, by the Kings uh, in the Tyler Toffoli trade uh, with the Canucks, uh, and Madden was drafted in the third round uh, by the Canucks, 68th overall, just one short, just one short. Oh, God. Uh, in the 2018 entry-level draft, uh, and... Uh, yeah, and he's the former. Uh, he's the son of former NHLer John Madden. For those that don't know, uh, his whereabouts. But uh, yeah, good on him and the Kings. Uh, St. Louis Blues have agreed to terms with a two-year ELC for defenseman Scott Peronovich, who's also a Hobie Baker finalist. Not a big deal. Um, and he was the Blues' second-round draft pick, number forty-five overall in the twenty eighteen draft. And also a Hobby Baker finalist, and uh, yeah, uh, good company. Anaheim Ducks signed forward uh, Trevor Zegras to a three-year ELC, uh, and then Zegras was the Ducks' first round overall in this past year's draft, ninth overall. Um, so congrats to him for getting his ELC done. See uh, when he plays. Because we don't know the... Well, it's not going to be this season if it gets salvaged. will maybe be next year but we're gonna j- and just say we're at the end of this episode if you just want to skip all if if you don't care about any of the news whatsoever and you just want to skip to the bottom i don't have a timestamp. um however um however uh you'll probably i'll i'll try to put remember to put a timestamp in the in the details of the uh the show notes uh, if that is something for you to, uh, be worried about, uh, cause I'm just gonna be like, Hey, what's the likelihood that we have hockey? Cause that's, that's the big main event of the show. But, uh, why we still have news, uh, da, 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 da. Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers entertainment group has announced a temporary layoff of 139 employees of fail, um, Effective on the 13th of April uh, this month. Uh, not far away from that. Um, April 13th is not a Friday, right? <laughs> it's not a Friday, right? No, it's a Monday. It's the Monday after Easter. So uh, kind of a crappy time to be laid off, right? Um, if, 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 you're, if you celebrate Easter, at least. Um, but I digress. Um... The laid-off staff will be still receiving 75 to 90 percent of their sal- uh, salary, and uh, executives will forego 50 to 100 percent of their salary. Uh, and also because Edmonton, uh, Alberta teams gotta uh, be hand in hand. Uh, the Calgary uh, Sports Entertainment Corporation also laying off people, and also on the 13th. Um, and yeah, so it's a sad time. 
out in uh, Alberta. And the, so we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, New York Rangers and a slew of other teams have uh, announced uh, that they have had people, whether it be players or staff, that have tested positive for COVID-19 coronavirus. Uh, New York Rangers owner, the owner of the New York Rangers, James Dolan, has tested positive for uh, COVID-19, and he had minor symptoms, and uh, thoughts got to him if he's not uh, cured already. Uh, a member of the Colorado Avalanche tested positive, uh, and he's a player, uh, is not identified because of HIPAA, and uh, a second identified player. So they have two players that have at least had uh, COVID-19. Blues play-by-play announcer John Kelly uh, also tested positive for coronavirus, but however, he's uh, since been uh, symptom-free, so uh, good to see JK be uh, symptom-free. And, um, and the NHL has extended their self-isolation period for players and staff until at least April 15th, even though in America, uh, well, well, we'll retract that, but yeah, uh, NHL has their own self-isolation period and, uh, until the 15th. And now we can tie in to the nitty gritty. All right. So getting into the nitty gritty, um, first off. Let's talk. Let's have a real talk. Because I was initially going to make an episode on April 1st. Because number one, it was already scheduled in my in my calendar. I had it scheduled since the season even began for the uh, divisional reviews. And it was actually, I was actually probably going to kick it to tomorrow, which was the last day of the season. Um, to do that because then it could be like, all right, so we can finally see was I right? Was I wrong with my original uh, predictions for the division um, standings versus what the real standings were? Um, however, since no hockey, I can't do that. Um, and with it in limbo of whether they're going to return to play or if they're not, I can't justifiably be like, oh, well, this is this, this is this, you know, so that's up in the air. However, also April 1st, you know April Fool's, and whoever made this, I don't know who made it, but it's a sick joke. However, this sick joke actually might have a good idea out of it. And I'll get it in a second. First off, the NHL came out, uh, at least made it known that initially they were asking for dates for all the arenas to be available until July. That's well all known. Already reported on that. The NHL is now asking, where is it? I've requested that teams give them available arena dates through the end of August. Versus July. So, and as you know, first off, July 1st is supposed to be free agencies, eh? So that basically uh, null and void. Also, 
August is two months before October, which is when the next season starts. So I'm not going to get into that real quick, but also even say even that the NHL was to return in May. Let's just say in May. Especially if you are in Toronto, one of the biggest, if not the biggest hockey market in all of the NHL would not have any games or at the very least any games with people in attendance because the city of Toronto has banned all public events through June 30th because of the COVID-19 bullshit. All right. So with that said, the likelihood of the, do I have anything pressing right now? I do not for now, but the realistic nature of the, I mean, I know everyone wants to be positive, 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 positive. Let's not be pessimistic. Let's be optimistic. Well, here's the thing. For those that know me personally, on a personal level, I don't necessarily, I'm not the most optimistic guy. I'm not necessarily a pessimistic guy. I might come off as pessimistic a lot, but here's the thing. I like to look at a situation and realistically think, hey, this makes sense. This does not make sense. Why would people think that that makes sense if it doesn't make sense? Because especially for those that think that the following season's going to go unscathed for this whole coronavirus bullshit, you're wrong. If the whole NHL season that they are trying to salvage and they're trying to get that money and they're trying to salvage the season, whether it be just playoffs, whether it be finishing the, the regular season and doing like a midst, like a makeshift playoffs, which we'll get into that April Fool's joke in a second. Um, that I found. If you have, okay, so actually, let's read what that that person made because they made it look uh, like it came from Gary Bettman, but then then you can even see the font looks a little different. So verbatim, this is what this little April Fool's joke thing is. Uh, all right. With recent developments regarding the coronavirus, the NHL, with the agreement of the team owners, has decided to reopen the NHL. The final 13 games of the season will begin May 15th and will go for th- will go for three weeks, ending on June 5th. The playoffs will begin June 12th with a 16 game uh, 16 team format consisting of four rounds. The first three rounds will be best of five series, uh, with the highest seed team playing two home games, two away games, and if necessary, a final home game. A The Stanley Cup final will remain a best of seven series. Best of seven series. All dates are subject to change based on continued evaluation of the coronavirus. The league will, as always, place safety above all other concerns regarding the continuation of the re- regular season and possibly the playoffs. Now, that ending really made it seem like it really was a, 
the real deal. However, comma, it was not real. It was a joke. However, I would have loved, actually, because if you think about it, I, that could work. Realistically, that could work. However, because the whole, the whole making the first three rounds, best of five, best of, and then Stanley Cup final, best of seven, for this scenario, doesn't take anything away from the seriousness of or the intensity of the playoffs. It doesn't really take much away from it. Now, I'd probably maybe at least make the conference final and the Stanley Cup final best of sevens in the first two rounds best of five, but that's just me. However, let's also take into account that would probably once again push this into August, which lines up with the whole NHL asking for dates in August. But, all right, but, then you have to think, all right, we do this. Off season. All right, so August. Regular season starts in October. What do you do then? How does off season work? How does the draft work? There's a lot of still there's still a lot of questions to be asked here. Other than just when can we have hockey back? When can we ha- have hockey back? You got to have all the other intangibles figured out also. All right, you got to figure out when you're going to hold the draft. You're going to have to figure out, oh, if you're even going to hold the draft, even though I take away a lot of things from Montreal because Montreal is, you know, taking them draft picks, but that's neither here nor there. But you also have to take into account signing free agents, signing RFAs, and also for those teams that just beat the living shit out of each other out of each other for the playoffs ending in August and then you have to kick back up in October that's just madness because if you realistically if you realistically want to care about the well-being of the players then you're going to have to postpone the start and condense also the next season you're going to have to do it. Now, if you take away camp or if you at least make like a little mini camp, that's fine. And if you take down some of the preseason games, that's fine too. But here's the thing. You're not going to start. If you're going to salvage this season, there's no way in their right minds can they even justify other than the fact that their little pocketbooks are going to get a little de- a little lighter because of the start of the season being postponed to like November, second half of November, or something like that. You're going to have to have some breathing room from this season and next season. You are not going to be able to have it this close together. If you're watching us on video, this close together, all right? There's no way. And if they do, well, that's pretty shitty because... You know how people will play through injuries all the time. And that, on top of that, will also make all those teams that beat the living shit out of each other and put automatically set them in a disadvantage because of all those players that would be deemed on the IR or on the LTIR for whatever injuries that they may have in the playoffs. 
that on top of that, they're all running idle right now. So they're not going and getting their skates, not getting timing down, not getting the chemistry in between lines. They're not doing that right now because they can't. So you're also going to have to make something to get them up to speed and get their timing right and all that. There's a lot of intangibles. And that's why in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? We might as well just cut our losses and just move on to the next season. Would I love to see hockey back? Absolutely. Would I love to see summer hockey back? Absolutely. Especially after experiencing the Stanley Cup final, even though I never went to a game, but I at least got to go outside in the summer in my Blues jersey. It felt great. It felt absolutely great being able to be in my Blues jersey in the summer because Blues hockey's going. It's great. And I bet everyone else wants this exact same thing because there's no better feeling. There's no better feeling than being in the summer and then also having your favorite sport on at the same time if, you're, if you don't follow baseball either because that also goes around too. But, um, but yeah, like where, where do we go from here? Cause it's so it's April third right now, um, I I hope that we have hockey back. Believe you me, I hope so. And unlike some people, cause I know their networks have been running uh, reruns of games. Uh, NHL that TV is free for everyone that wants to watch their games back from the past season. Um, even this season, um, after the stoppage of play, I've kind of turned off hockey. I've turned off sports altogether because it just makes me more mad. If I was to leave that a hockey switch on, I at least like for watching games and whatever, and not in like off season mode, I would be going berserk in my head. Because it makes me angry that things have changed so much. Now, some people take change well. Some people like me do not take change well at all. I am not a, a proponent for change, at least in this perspective of entertainment and me being able to free my mind of the world around me by watching my favorite sport happen and be able to live talk about the thing that I love so dearly. But I've start the tur I've started to, to turn on the switch again, got NHL twenty. It's been a long while since I've played games. I've got back in the video games. That tells you what I have other than my my computer-based work that I have to do and that and work out in the limited capacity I'm able to do because none of my gyms are open. So I <laughs> everything I try to find, and then they're starting to close even more stuff. So I'm just like, the walls are closing in, man. Just give me something. Just give me something. And that's why I'm just hoping to hear from the NHL soon on if the season's going to be salvaged or not. And if not, all right, we can move on, press forward, and look forward to the next season and, you know, whatever. I, I mean, and it's also pretty shitty because not only were the Vegas Golden Knights going on a really good tear, but also the Blues still 
stranglehold on that number uh, one seed in the Central and the West, mind you. So, and... And then who knows, maybe the Coyotes probably could have came back in the fold and maybe uh, done something as they were starting to fall out of the picture. Um, But who knows? And honestly, there's no one on this planet that knows other than those that are at the table with Gary Bettman. And that's the nature of of it. So um, believe you me. The second the news breaks out, you will hear from me. (laughs) But until then, this is the last episode that I'm going to be doing for a long while. So with the logic that it's in my head, that me being like, all right, we're shutting her down for a little bit, that it was like, then Gary Bettman be like, oh, easy hockey reviews. He's, uh, he's, He's done until we get him something to talk about let's give him something to talk about guys coming back as as in the in the perfect world that that's that's the thought process that uh comes in gary bettman's head on top of the fact that uh making some other changes but that might be for another episode but until then this has been the bleed hockey podcast proudly sponsored by our good friends at anchor if you uh, haven't heard the ad read before the whole meat and potatoes of the episode, at least if you're on podcast side, because on YouTube side, you're not going to hear that. But anyway, also, before we go, I want to go ahead and uh, grab my notes and uh, thank everyone that has listened uh, so far to the uh, the podcast, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, all these stats I'm about to read do not pertain to you. However, if you've watched, if you've listened to it on the podcast side, it does pertain to you. So thank you very much in advance. Um, so I mentioned Anchor, our proud sponsor of this lovely podcast. Um, also, if you really are looking to get into podcasting, Anchor is no joke, a great platform for you to start making podcasts because I know having an RSS feed and all that is kind of hard and whatever anchor makes it easy you basically put the title of your your podcast you have your little artwork you upload it and then they're like all right you're good to go and then you can start uploading your stuff or you record on their on their uh, service as I mentioned in the ad read um shameless plug um, and it, they distribute it for you and they even give you a little RSS feed thing that you can go manually to other sites to do podcasts that you want to be on and you can go ahead and do the, the proper channels to get on that too. It's easy. And also another cool thing that they do is not only do they tell you what devices that listen to your your podcast, uh, age demographics, uh, where they're listening, um, you know, where they're listening from, and so on and so forth. So, um, one, once again, thank you to all that have listened. Um, 27 of the 50 states of the United States of America have been listening to the podcast, so thank you. Uh, also, in Canada, we have uh, listeners in British Columbia as well as Quebec, so thank you, uh, Canada, as well as North Holland and the Netherlands, so also thank you as well. 
Um, and in the United States, major player states, um, Missouri and St. Louis, Arnold, which is a suburb in Jefferson County, which is about half an hour away from uh, downtown St. Louis, as well as Kansas City. So thank you, Kansas City and Belton as well. Belton's on there as well. Uh, California, uh, Oakland, uh, San Jose area, uh, Mountain View, San Jose area, and San- Santa Ana, which is around Anaheim. Uh, Illinois, uh, Oswego, which is about an hour outside of Chicago, as well as Chicago. Uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia. Like 50% of the listenership in uh, Phil- in uh, Pennsylvania comes from Philadelphia, so thank you, Philly. Uh, and uh, Stroudsburg, which is about an hour and a half outside of uh, Philadelphia. Cannonsburg, uh, half hour outside of Pittsburgh. And Lafayette. Uh, Pennsylvania, which is about three hours outside of Pittsburgh, hour 45 outside of Buffalo, New York. So uh, probably some Sabres fans out there. Um, sad bunch over there. Um, 89% of the, of the demographic is male-oriented, 11% female. So uh, thank you, ladies, for listening, as well as all you fellas as well. Uh, and 85% of the listenership comes into the age demographic, 18 to 27-year-olds. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, statistics to say the least and when we come out of this when we come out of this um this coronavirus bullshit um and once you know everything have some sort of degree of normal and one and since you know i plan to try to rack up as many leave days as I can and save as much money as I can. Um, it'd be cool to, uh, depending on how big the cha- uh, the the podcast and or the channel gets, uh, I would love nothing more than to visit. And, and it's been a dream of mine, uh, at least for a while now, um, to visit every single NHL arena. And go to a game in every single arena. Doesn't mean that the Blues have to play every single one of them. I don't have to do that. I'm also a lover of other teams too. Because I have Pittsburgh Penguins stuff. I have Philadelphia Flyers stuff. I have Golden Knights obviously. I've got the the Blues obviously. I've got the Oilers. And so on and so forth. I have the Detroit Red Wings. I even got the Toronto Maple Leafs. I want to be everywhere. I want to go to every single one of these arenas. I want to be able to go and experience every single arena and the game day experience. Because so far, I've only dealt with Enterprise Center, which is where the Blues play, and the American Airlines Center, which is where the Stars play. And I got to say, even though I am very biased on the on the Enterprise Center and the Blues and the atmosphere of the Blues game, Dallas. I love me some Dallas Stars hockey and the atmosphere at American Airlines Center. Uh, it's, it's a great ex, uh, experience there. And hopefully I can get to other arenas and experience somewhat of the same even, or even better yet, better than what I've experienced other other places. But that's um, a future thing that I'd like to do. Um, but we'll see uh, if I can do that in the future. But anyway... Uh, if you're on the po- if you're on the podcast side, don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And um, also, if you're on the um, 
YouTube side, uh, subscribe and like and share this video. And also one more thing. Um, one more thing that just came to my head. I don't know why I didn't read it because I don't see the notes. However, it should be in my savings. So, uh, before I go, the Barstool Sports and Spittin' Chicklets, because of the, the coronavirus bullshit, the um, Spittin' Chicklets uh, has set up, and Barstool Sports setting up a donation um, pool for the ECHL players, coaches, and staff because they're not getting paid right now because of the whole fact that their uh, season got canceled and all that. So I'm going to leave a link in the description below on both the show notes for the podcast side as well as in the YouTube side of things. Uh, they're trying to get a goal of 100, uh, they're trying to hit a goal of $100,000 to help, um, with all these guys' uh, pay, and uh, they're currently at $8,391. Um, so if you guys want to try to help, uh, link in the description. But anyway, um, until then, like, share, subscribe and the podcast on the YouTube side and rate and subscribe on the podcast side, and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you very much.